Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Clap your hands for Jesus somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm so happy to see you. If you are here tonight, tell your neighbor, if you are here tonight, it means that you are serious about God. Because serious people do not only come to church on Sundays, but they also come during the weekday. So I am happy to be connected to you. I'm expecting great things in your life and in my life as well. Clap your hands and give thanks to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. God bless you. Mm. You may be seated, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. Holy Spirit, move me now. Make my life whole again. Spirit, move over me. Spirit, move over me Holy Spirit Holy Spirit move me now make my life whole again Spirit move Everybody can sing along with me. Lift your hands and sing. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Move me now. Make my life whole again. Everybody sing. Spirit move over me. Spirit move over me. Sing it again. Holy, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit move me now. Make my life whole again. So we sing that Spirit to move. 
glad that you are here. We know that you are here because of what your word tells us. We know that never do we gather in your name, in the name of the Lord, that you never show up. You said where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. And so we welcome you Holy Spirit. We adore you tonight. We're so happy that you are here. And you always show up for a reason and for a purpose. Right now we get out, getting ourselves ready to receive your word. And as that word comes, Holy Spirit, take it. And do a great work in our hearts and in our lives. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice will receive illumination will receive a revelation, will receive deep knowledge and understanding that will deepen our relationship with you. We are grateful to you, Father, for tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say, Amen. Give Jesus another hand clap. God bless you and you may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. It's good to come your way again with another edition of our Times of Impartation, which is the name for our weekday service. Hallelujah. And tonight, I want you to expect an impartation. An impartation means that something will happen to you. And that something should rub off on you that's what impartation is all about and let me tell you something never come into the house of god without expecting that god will impart you as you're walking in or even when you set off heading to church have it as a goal 
and a desire that God, as I'm coming into your presence, may I not leave the same. And I tell you, anytime you do so, without fail, you would be imparted. And without fail, you would receive a blessing. Hallelujah. May you receive a great blessing tonight as you get yourself ready to receive the word of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, for some weeks now, I've been sharing with you about the Holy Spirit. I have taught you who the Holy Spirit is. And I always like to do a little recap so that you can get a proper flow of what we are doing. And so the Holy Spirit, we explained, is the third person of the Holy Trinity. We said he's also God. The Holy Spirit is God. Number three, the Holy Spirit was there during the creation of the world. Number four, he's a person and not a thing. And then number five, it is through the Holy Spirit that we actually become born again. And so if you ask who the Holy Spirit is, he's all of these to us. Hallelujah. I also went on further to explain to you that there are two levels at which you can relate with the Holy Spirit or at which you can experience the Holy Spirit. The first level is before you become born again or during the born again experience. For you to become born again, you need the Holy Spirit to convict you. You need the Holy Spirit to get to work on you. So anytime we have a crusade, an outreach program, one of the prayers we pray is that the Holy Spirit should move ahead. That when we reach out to them, they will be responsive to the word of God. Hallelujah. So you cannot be born again without being convicted by the Holy Spirit. And then it is really through the Holy Spirit that that actual experience called the born again experience takes place. Because first you must hear the word and then the word is like water that cleanses you and washes you. And then the Holy Spirit does a great miracle inside of you. And that miracle that he does is that he, he causes your spirit, which is dead, to come alive. Now I know that that will disturb some people that uh, if my spirit is dead, then I don't exist. But when we talk about your spirit being dead in that context we are saying that your spirit is not connected to god just as if i break off a branch of any of these plants that i have here when i break it off it still looks green and fresh but the truth of the matter is that because it is disconnected from, from the main tree of the stem it is dead now, when you become born again, a great miracle occurs inside of you. And that miracle is that that dead spirit in you is now reconnected back to God. And so now God can relate with you. So now God can do things for you. So now you can come closely to God. And that is why the Bible says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Elsewhere, it says that a new and a living way has been made into the presence of God. All of that is through the atoning work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. 
So by he dying for us, it was now possible for us to be born again, which means that our spirit is now quickened or regenerated. It comes back to life and we are reconnected to God. Hallelujah. And it is the Holy Spirit who causes this great miracle to occur. Praise the name of Jesus. But there's another level at which you can experience the Holy Spirit. And this level of relationship with the Holy Spirit is after you are born again. So before you become born again and then during the born again experience, you can have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. But after you become born again, there is a higher experience of the Holy Spirit. And that is what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Can you say it with me again? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so last week, I shared with you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, I said a number of things to you. And I want to continue talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I want to move into why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why do we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit? So that is what I want to focus on for tonight. I may or may not finish, but I'm not in a hurry. I don't know whether you are in a hurry to finish anything. You are in a hurry to go away. Make time for Jesus. I love that brother. Glory be to God. Shout outs to you my brother. Respect man. <laughs> and so we want to talk about why we need the Holy Spirit. Number one. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We can have the assurance of the presence of God with us all the time. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we can have the assurance of the presence of God with us all the time. Seram, did you get that? Yes, Seram, you didn't bring your notebook again. James, take it up as a personal project. Eh? That never again for the rest of Seram's life will he ever come for a service like this without the Bible, without the notebook, without a pen, without an offering and a soul. Seram! <laughs> James, so it's a personal agenda. I'm assigning him to you. Yes, it will work. Is there anybody else who needs a personal supervisor? I can provide one for you. <laughs> right. So, the first reason why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we can have the assurance of the presence of God with us all the time. We can have the assurance of the presence of God with us all the time. John chapter 14, reading from verse 16. John 14, verse 16 to 17. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Who is that comforter? Say that again. And what is the Greek word for this word, comforter? I told you. I said it sounds like an urban name. 
What is it? Paracletus. Paracletus. Have you heard of anybody called Cletus? Yes. I don't know whether it's a short form of this name. Greek word. So perhaps all Everest come from Greece. <laughs> but it's just that we don't know. Because we've come from somewhere. Yes. They say guns come from Israel. So perhaps those of us who come from the Volta region, we come from Greece. So Angie, go and check it out and see. Go and ask your father. And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Notice that he may do what? Abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now go back to the first part again, and I'm stressing it one more time, that this comforter, he may abide with you forever. Hallelujah. Now, one of the reasons why God grants us the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so that we can have the presence of God with us forever. And so that we can have that assurance that God is actually with us. I tell you, when you know and you have that assurance that God is with you, you don't fret unnecessarily. And you don't give up easily. You don't, you, you, you don't, you don't get confused and you, you just have a certain confidence that because God is with me, Everything is going to be fine. Hallelujah. I guess that's why the songwriter sang and said, Oh, come me Nyami tombo ye ye waye da da. You know when you know, and when you have the assurance that God is actually with me, you can smile at the storm. Amen. You don't throw your hands up in despair and say that it cannot work. It is hopeless. It will never get better. When you know that the presence of God is with you, and when you know that the Spirit of God is with you, there is a way you are able to press on and able to endure and able to keep your focus, knowing that the greater one is actually with you. And God wants us to have that assurance in this life that He's actually with us. He promised and said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that you can boldly say, that the Lord is my helper and I shall not fear what man will do unto me. Hallelujah. So one of the reasons why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is needed by every child of God is so that we can have that constant assurance 
of the presence of God with us all the time. When you are going through something and usually you have somebody with you, it is more bearable. Is that not so? That is the reason why in school, when anytime you failed an exam, you wanted to find out who else failed. <laughs> How many used to do that? Yeah. So when you realize that, oh, I got 33. Then you begin to look around to see, do I have any companions? Anybody who is like me? Anybody who is with me in this situation? And when you check and you realize that your best friend so sometimes out, out of a very selfish interest you want even your best friend to also fail so that together you can keep the friendship going. Asemo. Once you know that somebody else is with you in a particular situation, it makes it more bearable and it helps you to be able to endure. Now, the presence of the Holy Spirit with us, which is what we are guaranteed of when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, helps us to endure and helps us to keep our focus and helps us not to give up and helps us to press on because we know that God himself is with us. And that is why with the coming of Jesus, a special name was revealed to us. That his name is Emmanuel. Which means what? God is with us. That was very important. Because for a very long time, you know, the people of Israel, because of all the things that had happened to them, because of all their oppressions and difficulties and all of that. Look, between the book of Malachi and then Matthew, a period of 400 years elapsed. And during that period, there were no prophecies. It looked like God had abandoned his people and he was no longer with them. And so with the coming of Jesus, it was important that God sent a clear message to mankind that I'm actually with you. That I have not given up on you. That I have not abandoned you. That I have not discarded you. That I have not thrown you away. That I am actually with you. And as you sit here today, one of the reasons why God has given you the Holy Spirit is so that you can have that assurance that I'm not alone. That God is actually with me. That whatever it is that I'm going through, whatever it is I'm experiencing, whatever I am battling with, I am not alone. The presence of God is with me. The power of God is with me. And I know that along the line, God is going to smile on me and shine through for me and things are going to become better. Hallelujah. So that's the first reason why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that we can have the assurance of the presence of God with us all the time. Number two. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit. Who gives us that constant assurance. That word assurance again. Who gives us that constant assurance. 
that we are truly the children of God. Hallelujah. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who now gives us that constant assurance that we are truly the children of God. Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. Galatians 4, 6 and 7. Spirit, we adore you. We lift our lives before you. We, we adore you. Galatians 4, 6 and 7. And because ye are sons... God had sent forth the spirit of his son, that is the Holy Spirit, into your heart. And what is he doing in your heart? Constantly, he's crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. That means you have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. But the exciting thing about this scripture is what the Bible is explaining to us. That the Holy Spirit is in our hearts. And one of the things that he does is to cry, Abba, Father. And he's doing that on our behalf. So that we will have that assurance that God is our Father. That God is our father and we are truly the children of God. So seated here today are the sons and the daughters of God. Hallelujah. We are the sons of God. So there's a praise song we sing. How do I know that I'm a child of God? It is because the Holy Spirit has been given to me. And as one of the things he does in my heart and in my life, he ministers constantly that assurance that I am a child of God. There are some people who are worried. Sometimes they feel that, no, I'm not really a child of God. Perhaps because you're struggling with certain things. Now, whatever you're struggling with, it doesn't nullify the fact that you are actually a child of God. I'm telling you. And it's not about what you feel or what you don't feel. Because sometimes you don't feel holy. But it doesn't change the fact that you are actually a child of God. 
and you are work in progress. Say, I am work in progress. Yeah. So we need the Holy Spirit to give us that assurance. Otherwise, we'll be very unsettled in this life. But when you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, one of the effects of it is that the Spirit cries, Upper Father, inside of you. And he does so, so that you can have that constant assurance that you are a child of God. And once you have that assurance, you know that you have a place in heaven and there is an inheritance for you. Lift up your hand and say, I am a child of God. So says the Holy Spirit. It's not about what I feel. It's not about what I don't feel. It is about what the Spirit is saying. He says I'm a child of God. And that settles it. And I believe it. Shout it out again. I'm a child of God. And clap your hands for Jesus. Because you are a child of God. Look at another scripture in Romans chapter 8 verse 16. Romans 8 16. The spirit itself. Now King James has made the mistake. That they should ask the Holy Spirit for forgiveness. So it should actually be the spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are a dear bang. That we are a dear bang again. That we are the children of God. So the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit because he resides inside our spirit. And the witness that he bears inside us is that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. So one of the effects of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, why we need the Holy Spirit to fill us, is so that we can have that constant assurance that we are truly the children of God. And we need it because there are times when we don't feel that we are children. <laughs> there are times that we feel that we are, we, are, we are some way, that we are not correct. But the work that God has done on us, is not about what you feel. So there's a song we say, I'm not moved by what I feel. Hallelujah. I'm not moved by what I see. Hallelujah. I'm only moved by the word of God. Hallelujah. I am moved by the word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God must move you. And it is the word of God I've read to you. And the word of God says that the Holy Spirit bears witness in our, with our spirits that we are actually the children of God. That is why when somebody asks you that when you die, where will you go to? Without hesitating, your answer must be that I am going to heaven by the grace of God. I am going where? Never ever make the mistake of saying I doesn't know. You doesn't know? What do you mean by you doesn't know? And the English that you are speaking to is also not correct. Never say that I don't know. Never ever say that. Because one of the reasons why you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the infilling and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is so that he will bear witness with your spirit that you are actually a child of God. Never ever lose sight of that. Tell the person sitting by you, you are a child of God. That's who you are. 
You are a child of God. Where is Emanuela? Ah, there you are. You are hiding in the dark. So, have that conviction inside because the Holy Spirit is crying out Abba Father inside of you and he's bearing witness in your spirit that you are a child of God. Never allow the devil to confuse you and to lie to you that you are not a child of God. Never. That because you insulted somebody, your head like a tapuli, because of that you are no longer a child of God. You are still a child of God. I mean, don't go about insulting people, your head like this, your nose like this, and no, don't, don't do all those things. But you need to understand that your sonship or your daughtership is, is a very serious thing and it's secure in Christ. And it's, it's not easy. It's not easy to leave Christ like that though. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy to leave him like that. And he would do everything that he can to make sure that you don't leave him. That's how much he loves us. And that's how much he wants us to be with us. Don't ever let anybody or any situation make you think that I am not a child of God. You are a child of God. Yes, you must work out your own salvation with trembling and fear. Yes, you must allow the Holy Spirit to help you to become a better person. But you are work in progress. And every time in your life, you should be getting closer and closer to the glory of God. But make no mistake about it. You are a child of God. Because you've been bought by the, by the precious blood of Jesus. You've been washed by that same blood. And God has added you to his family. The family of God. Hallelujah. Number three. We are trying to understand why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Number three, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who is our seal or stamp of redemption. We receive the Holy Spirit who is our seal. The seal is spelled S-E-A-L. Another word for seal is stamp. Okay. So, if you buy water, maybe Baltic water or Bell Aqua, it is sealed. It has a rubber seal, you know, around the cup. You know, so when you buy it, the reason for the seal is to assure you that this water nobody has drank. It's just that the way some people are, you can also never be totally sure. Because there are bad people around. You get it? Now, the Holy Spirit is our seal or stamp of redemption. And so one of the things that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it, it guarantees you of, is that you are redeemed. And so the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life in that measure is a revelation of the fact that you are redeemed. That means you are born again. That means that you are saved. That means that your name is written in the book of life. That means that you have eternal life. That means that you will go to heaven when you die. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. It says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. 
whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So the Holy Spirit is like a stamp on your spirit, on your heart, on your life. That you, you belong to God. That you are born again. That you are a child of God. And that you are saved. Number four. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who helps us to develop a good Christian character. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who helps us to develop a good Christian character. So through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who helps us to develop a good Christian character. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Please don't lose sight of the fact that we are talking about why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the fourth point that I've just shared with you is that through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who helps us to develop a good Christian character. I ask you to turn to Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. Is that not so? All right. What does it say? Can we read it together? Ready? Go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Give me the New Living Translation if you don't mind. But the Holy Spirit but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Hallelujah. What is a good Christian character? It is a life that is filled with these things. And these are virtues or qualities or traits that we are expected to manifest in our lives. Love. So the past couple of weeks I've been sharing with you about love. It all comes down to love. And loving your neighbor as yourself. Is that not so? So now, love. Joy. Peace. That means that you, you don't like fighting. <laughs> Look, if you meet anybody who likes to quarrel, always quarreling, any small thing or you want to quarrel, you want to confront, you want to attack people, anytime you meet people like that, know that you are, you are dealing with people who is left with them small. I can't ordain. Yes. Peace. It says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called who? The children of God. So watch out for this. If you, if, if, and if you yourself, you realize that you like fighting. You like quarreling. Anything, no, you are fighting, you are quarreling. Every day, man, I'm fighting, fighting. Every day, I'm quarreling, quarreling. Every day, I'm fighting, fighting. Every day, I'm quarreling. What's wrong with you? 
once you see that, you know that you really need the Holy Spirit to help you. You know. So then it talks about that. Oh, my thing has love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And it says there's no law against these things. What he's explaining is that when you have these things manifested in your life, nobody has any problem with you. And nobody can charge you with anything. And nobody can take you to court because of these things. Nobody can do that. Hallelujah. And I need you to understand that these qualities and these traits, which are symptomatic of a good Christian character, it is actually the Holy Spirit who helps us to develop them. As a matter of fact, without the Holy Spirit, it will be very difficult to manifest these things in your life. And so one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit is given to us is so that we can be more like Christ. So that we can be more godly. So that these fruits will be born more and more in our lives. And these things, they are fruits of the Spirit. They are fruits of the Spirit. And the Spirit we are referring to is the regenerated Spirit inside of you. And because your spirit is regenerated, these are the things that must be manifesting in our lives. But without the Holy Spirit, there will be a struggle. Because you see, constantly, there is a battle going on between your spirit, which is regenerated, which is created in the image of God, and then your flesh. So every one of us, there is a battle that goes on constantly, where your flesh is fighting against your spirit. There are things that your flesh wants. There are things that our flesh wants to do. And then there are, there are other things that our spirit wants to do. And usually, our spirit wants to do good things. But there's always that running battle going on. Now, there's a need for your spirit to win the battle. And your spirit wins the battle when these fruits are manifested in your life. And the one who helps for these fruits to be manifested in our lives is the Holy Spirit. And so it's one of the reasons why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Just think, am I making sense to you today? Hallelujah. There's time to do one more. Number five. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who gives us power and boldness. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who gives us power and boldness to witness or talk effectively about Jesus. Through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who gives us power and boldness to witness or preach effectively about Jesus. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Acts 1 and verse 8. It says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Notice again the first part. 
but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you. Evelyn, you didn't get the point, eh? Should I help you? I'll help you, my dear. The point is that through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit who gives us power and boldness. Do you have that? To witness or talk effectively about Jesus. Have I helped you, my dear? You are welcome. One of the reasons why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, wise man Solomon, is so that we will receive power and boldness. And there's, I mean, generally, the coming of the Holy Spirit makes a lot of power available to us. Because the Holy Spirit is a live wire. There's power in him. But one of the areas where that power is very critical and needed is to become effective witnesses. To be able to tell others about Jesus. To be able to preach about Jesus. And to talk about Jesus for others to give their hearts to him. Before Jesus ascended, he gave a strong instruction to the disciples. He said, don't go anywhere. Wait here in Jerusalem for the promise of the father, which I spoke to you about. And then he says to them in the verse 8, which we just read, that when he comes, you will receive power. And that you will now become, you become witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria. So then you'll be able to tell others about Jesus. Now, this is one of the struggles of the average Christian. But it's a struggle that can easily be solved when you understand that one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is that he empowers you and boldens you to talk to others about Jesus. And it's available. If you are struggling, it is because you have not yet assessed the power. It is like you said the iron is not working. The iron is not working. The iron is not working. Why is the iron not working? You have not turned it on. That's why it's not working. Why are you standing there crying? Iron in here, Juma. Iron, I say. Iron and say. You have not turned the iron on. Sometimes the iron may be on, but the regulator is on minimum. Zero. You know there's that thing that you turn on the iron. Unless you there's box iron that you use all the time. Box iron doesn't have a regulator. Hey, box irons there. Charlie, they iron no. The only thing is that if you don't put a cloth on it, you can do your makeup looking into somebody's dress which has been ironed with a box iron. But the reason why the iron is not working is because you've not turned the regulator. So if you are born again and you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, never ever say anywhere that I can preach. 
or I can't talk to anybody about Jesus. And that I cannot be a witness unto Jesus. And by the way, we have been empowered to be witnesses unto Jesus. Not unto a pastor. Not unto a church. Not unto a denomination. Because you see, a lot of today's Christians, especially charismatics, charismatics, the only thing we, we know is come to my church. <laughs> come to my church. Come and meet my pastor. Nonsense. Has your pastor shed his blood for you? We don't come to church to come and meet your, your pastor. And we need to move away from that error. And it is that error that makes some of us pastors feel that we are something that we are not. Superman. Superman. You are a mortal man with weaknesses and frailties. Don't be deceived by a certain picture that is painted as if uh, correcto, perfecto, there's no issue, no struggles and everything. Don't be deceived by that thing. We are men of God, but we are men before the God comes to help us small. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So we have been called to, somebody makes this statement, Derek Prince, he says, notice that witnesses are unto Jesus Christ. They are not unto a doctrine and not primarily unto an experience, but unto Jesus himself. It should be about Jesus. Then he goes on to say, many of us in the Pentecostal movement have gone astray through becoming witnesses to a denomination, a church, or an experience. However, the true purpose is to witness to who? Jesus Christ. That is why you shouldn't be too happy if you go to church and your pastor just keeps talking about his experiences. Think about it too. Your pastor's experience is not the standard of the Christian work. Because the danger with that thing is that when, if you don't have an experience similar to your pastor, then you begin to feel that there's something wrong with you. God deals with us differently. So a pastor is not just supposed to preach about his experiences. Every time, the other day I went here, the other time I went here, then I, 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 I had a dream, and then I had a vision, and I saw a sparrow, and then I saw an ostrich, and then as the ostrich was coming to me, and was doing this, 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 and then I took a step back, and I pointed my finger at the ostrich, and I said, thou foul spirit, and I heard it. So our witness must be unto Jesus. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes to empower us so that we can be witnesses unto Jesus. And I'm saying to everybody here that God is counting on you. That through you, others will be affected. So my sons and daughters from the greenhouse community, there is a great expectation that God has of you. That through you, your colleagues, your friends who don't know Jesus as Lord and say, and you know them. 
You know those amongst your friends and your colleagues who are not saved. Some of them, they are saved, but they are on the road of backsliding. That's what I say. You know them. And God is expecting you to reach out to them. And he has not left you powerless. He's made power available to you. And that power can be experienced or can, 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 be, can be activated because the Holy Spirit is in you and you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's one of the reasons for it. That's one of the reasons why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that we can be empowered to witness unto Jesus. To witness unto who? Jesus. Not to a church. Not to a denomination. Not to an experience. But unto Jesus. So that souls can be won. And now I want you to determine each and every one of you that coming to church with at least one other person will be a constant feature of your life. Yes, on Wednesdays when you are coming, you can come with somebody else. On Sunday when you are coming, you can come with somebody else. Because God is counting on you to help to save others. Always remind yourself constantly that I have been saved to save. I have been saved to save. I have been saved to save. So Benedicta, God is counting on you. There are people connected to you. Family, friends, even enemies. God has a plan that he will use you to save them. And your enemy can be saved when he's trying to disturb your life, but you are not reacting. Say that, what kind of person are you? There's something about you that I wish I had some. Then tell them, I'm nothing special. It's just Jesus who has made the difference. And I'd like to introduce you to this Jesus who turned my life around. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to end the sermon. Next week, Sunday, I'm going to continue on why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Rise to your feet and let's close tonight's service. Have you been blessed? Hallelujah. God bless you. Bow down your hearts and let us pray. Thank you, Father, for tonight. And thank you for the word that we have received. Thank you, Father, for this powerful teaching about the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, and why we need it, why we need this experience in our lives. A lot has been said, but again, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to remember these things and to really grasp them, understand them, and apply them to our lives. Bless everyone who joined in this service, whether they came in person or they joined in virtually. Bless each and every one of us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Clap unto the Lord, my friends. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.